Welcome to Dom and Dragons, a Goats and Dragons campaign featuring Dominic Monahan. We at Helpful Goat want to be very clear about something. Black lives matter. Systemic racism is real and pervasive, as evidenced by, among other things, the ongoing and infuriating lack of justice for black victims of police violence. Please support organizations that are working to dismantle systems of oppression. Support organizations that support black lives. Support black lives directly. For resources and a starting place, please see the links in our episode description. And as always, please be warned, this podcast may include adult situations and language. You know, the kind of language used by people who are heartbroken and enraged at the current state of the world, and occasionally channel that into their role-playing. You're welcome. Welcome back to Burden, a muddy spot under the boot of the Gohomian army. If you have a sword, you best know when to draw it. If you have money, you've probably left. And if there's someone you trust in this forgotten place, you hold on to them. We're all just trying to make it here, and maybe we ain't looking too close about what you gotta do to be good in a place like Burden. Everyone, we're back. So, uh, as we left off, uh, Makek, Kalia, and Kryon were attacking the camp uh, that is um, the, in the area where the griffins were that Kalia was, was supposed to uh, lead them to. Uh, Makek turned into a badger, tunneled underground, uh, brought one of the guards down entirely into the ground, and is about to do some nasty stuff there. Cryon just immediately knocked out a guard and ran to the the big bad guy uh, who was able to just pull up a shield uh, just in time. So now we're going to go ahead and roll initiative proper as that was the surprise round. And we're going to see where all this is going to fall. So Cryon, go ahead and click on your icon uh, on the map. Yeah. And then go over to your character sheet. Yeah. And then click initiative. So, so as a noob, I'm sorry. I keep I keep going over these You're things, good. but I feel like if someone is is a noob, they're going to be hopefully asking the same question. My initiative, sorry, is at four point one eight. So just just break that down for me. What, what does that mean? Yeah. So initiative, um, it, you, the only bonus you ever get to initiative generally uh, comes from your dexterity bonus. So, like, how quick on your feet, how how fast are your reactions? Uh, that dexterity bonus, which is four for you, goes into that uh, initiative roll. The one eight is a is a tiebreaker. So, if someone else rolled the same number you did, if the point one eight is bigger than theirs, it, it's it's you go first. And and where did the where did the one eight come from? Was that just something that randomly happened at the start of the game? Uh, no, it's your dexterity score. Okay, so, so to ju- just sorry, sorry to take up the time here, but you're good. The initiative is directly related to my dexterity ability, which, when yes. I look at my character sheet, is a six. Oh no, wait, it's a four natural, and then I have an eighteen next to it. So right, yeah. So it's, that's the difference between your actual score, which is eighteen. And then the bonus you get from that score. So four is the added bonus you get whenever you do a dexterous thing because of your score of 18. And in D&D 5e, the raw attribute scores, like your dexterity is 18, my wisdom, for example, is 18. 
don't matter very much. About the only thing that matters is the ability modifier, which for both for you for dexterity is a four, for me for wisdom is a four, for me for dexterity is a minus one. Mikek is not a dexterous turtle. Um, <laughs> and so that's mostly where it shows up. There are very, very, very few cases in which uh, the raw attribute score matters. Tiebreaker initiative being one of them. The other thing for technically what is initiative, um, initiative is a skill check that you cannot have proficiency in that goes against your dexterity. That does matter for some other things because, for example, like bards can make you better at skill checks. Initiative is a skill check. Bardic inspiration applies to a skill check. Uh, Guidance applies to an initiative check. That's interesting, yeah. Because it is a skill check. Yeah. Um, but mechanically, it's basically you're rolling a d20 and you're adding your dexterity mod. More dexterous characters move faster. Right. Where were we? Uh, I was, we eat, I was just roll. eating this dude. <laughs> initiative. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm going to roll initiative. Here we go, yeah. here we go. All right, 17, very good. All right. Um, that means Cryon, you've uh, you've got the jump on everyone. He was barely able to put a shield up in time. Please, you get to go first. Okay. So he, I mean, he's so close to me. I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to try and make a mess of this guy. How many how many key points do I have left? I have three now, right? Yep. You used one on the flurry of blows. I mean, I, I feel like I'm gonna do. I can I can repeat my abilities, right? I can do flurry of blows Absolutely. again. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, just smack him around as much as you want. Yeah, why wouldn't I do that? Three attacks and he can't do anything. So I'm going to do that. So I'm going to roll a martial attack again. A 24 hits. Oh, yeah, it hits. Yeah, this is interesting. All right, crap. Oh, nice. <laughs> As you uh, as as you came down, he put up a shield. He blocked that. Uh, you're able to then bounce off the shield just a little bit, reset yourself, and immediately kick him uh, in the back. He stumbles forward into the fire itself. Oh! He then starts to scream and yell. But in the flames, Cryon, you see something dark and big start to kind of emerge from the body of that person. Oh, what? (laughs) Not too far away from you then, stepping out of the fire to its full to its full height uh, is is a creature that you saw in uh, when you saved the elk the the other night. Uh, Large massive teeth um, giant, massive, furry paws. The thing that looks at you and... You still have two more attacks if you'd like. Aye. <laughs> punch, punch, punch! Wow, okay. I have two more attacks, you said, so I could yeah. I could attack and then back off and it would be okay, right? Right, yeah, and your flurry of blows, um, whenever you do that, you can use any of your open hand techniques as well. Oh, wait, so where's the open hand section? Is there a section for that? Yeah, uh, below Flurry of Blows, probably. If you hit with um, one of them, yeah. So these these next two, if you hit with one of these. So, oh, okay, all right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do another martial attack. It might Flurry of Blows, let's see. Crit, whoa! Wow! Oh, yeah, hello! <laughs> That's a crit hit. Crit, uh, crit. He comes out of the fire and you just don't miss a beat you immediately just uppercut this guy uh straight up uh you hear his jaw crack uh under the massive furry face in front of you uh doing nine damage badass and he can do an open hand technique and yeah yeah and you hit him so you can do one of your open hand techniques if you'd like so, so the open hand technique I saw down here yeah. says, it doesn't say anything. It just says open hand technique and then class. I mean, that's not a huge amount of information. What? <laughs> yeah. So when you rolled it, uh, yeah, you can do the, uh, try to knock him prone. Um, you can push him up to 15 feet away. 
or you can make it so he can't react against you, which means you could bounce out of combat from him and he can't swing it. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna try uh, I'm gonna try the first one. You must succeed on a dexterity right. saving throw. Or or be knocked prone. Ooh. Yeah, so you okay. might you might knock him prone here. You rolled a twelve. Uh that is I, yeah, that's not going to make it. He needs a thirteen. Oh so so let me ask you this this thing, Andy. Uh so as as a dungeon master, you never reveal what it needs to be to win a, a fight or a skirmish. You that's how right. it works as a dungeon. Right. right. You would know that because your character has a very specific what's called a, a save DC that you hit. Um, magic users and monks would would have this. Um, yours is set at 13 on your character sheet. It's it's weird. I don't even know where on a monk it would say where it is. It would still show up on the spell sheet. Okay. It's just a very empty spell sheet except for that. Um, it doesn't even, yeah, it doesn't oh, even yeah. It's weird. It's very empty. It's incredibly empty. Um, but you're, it's, it's 8 plus your wisdom plus your um, proficiency bonus, which is 13 for you. Uh, so you would know that, but if it, you're doing that against another creature, you don't necessarily know theirs. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. So. So you knock him prone. You you punch him up uh, the uppercut, uh, and he immediately loses his footing and slides onto his onto his side, still in the fire, technically. And you have advantage on your next attack. And then you have advantage on your next attack. So I I have one more um, martial attack to do, right? Yeah. Yep. So hit that with advantage. Right. Well, let's see if we can. 19. 19. That hits. Yeah. So nine more damage. All right. Yeah. You uppercut him. He fell sideways. And then you just came back down with your elbow uh, right on his jaw. And he's. Uh, you also notice that the fire is sort of licking up around him, but not seeming to hurt him, which is interesting. Interesting. And by interesting, bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And would you like to, to to move back or would you like to stay in Yeah, uh yes, I'll move back. Hang on, hang on. Let me let me look at the map. He could also impose another open hand technique or try to. Yes, you could. Yeah. You hit with that one too. Uh which means yeah, you probably hit and then stun him just enough so he can't take reactions. Which means he won't bite at you when you leave in space. So so at this point, w- how much can I move back? You moved 510 to get there. You still have 30 more feet of movement, if you want. Oh, okay, so I'm just gonna move, can I just move back behind this griffin here, 20 feet? Yes. As you move here, the griffin looks over at you and yeah! Oh, jeez. And like starts to <laughs> like bite at the air. You don't think Kali has gotten to the griffin yet. <laughs> It might okay, be just, just really gonna... on edge. Would you like? To... I'm gonna stay still. Stay there. Okay. But yeah, I'll just be stealthy. He's he's spry, right? He's spry. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you want to try to sneak around the Griffin, or well, go sure, the other sure, way? Why not? Okay. No, I'll, give me... I'll, I'll, sneak. I'll sneak. Yeah, give me a stealth check. Oh my gosh! You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> That's a crit hit <laughs> with a total of twenty six. That's amazing. You, oh my gosh. Yeah, so you rush over there. The, the griffin rears back like it's going to try to bite you. As you, that happens, you dive back into the, the flaps of the tent. The griffin starts biting at the tent and is just coming up with, with fabric. You've weaseled your way to the ground and you hear above you this massive creature snapping its giant beak and you wiggle out the backside of the tent completely unscathed. Nice. Yes, yeah. you guys. Uh, you also then see Kalia kind of running up from the bushes uh, to, to talk to the griffin as well. Uh, all right, Mekek, your turn. I'd like. So, how far down is, are uh, the garden eye? You've pulled him just ba- just below the surface. Okay. Um. So, as a giant badger, I have multi attack. Yeah. Um, bite and claws. And I just want to ask you, 
you. Could I do my bite attack as biting, and then my claw attack is sort of trying to maintain that grapple and then pull him deeper? Oh, fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, do I have advantage because he's trapped under the dirt with a badger? Yeah, I'm going to give you advantage for that. Though. I'd like to say that as this guard is sitting there now looking at this giant badger, she's just going to see. Uh, by the way, thank you to JSTEP1 in, uh, JSTEP in the uh, chat for badger facts, which reveals that normal badgers do eat small mammals. Awesome. I'm a giant badger. I figure I eat medium mammals. I love it. Badger facts. 18, absolutely good. Uh, so four piercing damage. All right. And then the claws to sort of maintain the grapple. Okay. 16. 16. Let me give him just a, a, a chance here. Yeah, you pull him. Yeah, he's struggling to try to claw, claw he's back up. 10 feet beneath the ground. <laughs> nice. You just drag him slowly down. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. All right, uh, the drow uh, runs over to the griffin, uh, kind of wraps the chain around its neck to get a little bit more control and leaps up on top of its back and is trying to, like, hold it. Hold it uh, uh, and, and... Griffin, don't take that shit. Eat him. Yeah, well, let's see. Let's see how, how we do. I'm going to give him a roll. It's a six. You rolled a six. Uh, he seems unable to control this creature at the moment. The, the griffin starts bucking him uh, a little bit. He's he's barely hanging on because he's got that chain around it, but uh, he's not able to do much else this round with it. Um, all right. Uh, Cryon, you, though, do hear a creature um, immediately dive into the tent itself uh, and starts, like, rummaging around and it's definitely searching for you. Um, you're not sure that it, it knows where you are. It sort of last saw you go into the tent. Um, okay. So I'm going to... Um, can I... It's going to be plus um, four or whatever that is. Oh. 22. Oh, that's yeah. not good. So you hear this thing rush into the tent and then... <laughs> and then popping up from the other side of the tent, you just see this massive face curl up from underneath one of the flaps and it looks at you and it bites. Oh goodness. A 14. It it opens its jaws and like tries to bite down at you. You're just barely able to shove its massive head further into the ground a little bit and barely able uh, to move back from this. Its teeth look giant and sharp though. Uh, that is it for now. It has found you. Is it me? It's my go? It is your go. So you're saying that Cryon and the guard are having very similar experiences at the moment. <laughs> Sadly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you believe it found you again. Um, so what I would like to do, what Cryon would like to do is try as hard as he can to kick away or or, or uh, on, on dig. Yeah. Is that a word? On dig? Uh, on dig. On dig. Excavate the tent poles, certainly in the in the, uh, you know, direct region that he's in. So, yeah, you know, this the tent pole here yeah. and the tent pole here. Yeah, I don't just collapsing the tent, basically. Yeah. Yeah, you kick out uh, one of the stakes easily. Uh, you sort of move. You think he's going to get a bite at you as you're doing this? Are you cool with that? Unless you do some key point stuff? Uh, I'll take my chances. Okay. So, uh, yeah, as you're doing that, he's going to he's gonna go ahead and bite at you. Oh, dear. Oh, goodness. That's oh, oh, no. Five hits. Uh, it's a, it's a flash wound. It's a flash wound. It's for 18 damage. Good lord. Ooh. Flash rune. I'm happy. I'm happy you took that short rest. Uh, as as you're reaching for that last uh, peg uh, to, to collapse the tent, he latches on to like your entire leg, which is now in its mouth, and he pulls you back a second. Uh, why don't you give me a, a dart attack if you want to try to then throw a knife to cut that last cord? 
Yeah, I'll throw a knife. Come on, Dart. Come on, Dart. Oh, Dart. Oh, You've hello, Dart. You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is a crit hit. Amazing. <laughs> what is happening? Max damage, too. Yeah. Yes, max damage. You know what's going on on Wednesday nights here. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. All right. <laughs> Interesting. Here's here's what I'm going to say happens. He latches on, pulls your leg back. You you fall straight onto the ground and are being drugged back from it. As you do that, you pull out one of your your darts. Um immediately turn around, uh stab real quick him into the jaw and then throw the darts cutting the last cord of this side of the tent. He as you stabbed him, he let go of your leg. You sort of stumble back as the tent collapses on him entirely. Um, he he's now sort of thrashing around underneath the tent, um, making horrible sounds, which I won't do right now. Do it! Do it now! <laughs> and like that. Thank uh, you. But you you think that you're he's he's blinded by you. Uh, if you want to move, he probably won't attack. Okay. Um, and you also have one attack left still. So in this situation, and in all of these situations, you never know how much energy the, the opponent has, right? It's not part of the game. You can't... Right, yeah. Unless you're pretty keen on the metagame part of it, you don't really know. He doesn't look extremely hurt yet. That's all you can tell. Okay. Um... He's he's in the tent, is that right, Andy? He's, he's still in the tent. Yeah, you have the tent, and it's collapsed on him entirely. Oh, the the entire tent is collapsed on him entirely. Yeah, this whole side of the tent. Yeah. Right. So uh, what I'm going to do is lucky rule. <laughs> Cryon is going to jump on top of the tent. Okay. And try try and drive a dart down into this into this creature's spine stroke back. Yeah. So what would that be? Is, is, that, is that a dart throw? Is that a... It'll be a martial attack again. Uh, you're just using the dart instead of your fist. Okay, come on. Come on, Richard. Eleven. Yeah, you're, you're barely able to get through the fabric of this thing, and you feel like you're hitting it, but it's just not actually wounding the creature. Um, so right now you're just kind of riding on top of this tent as it's bucking underneath you. Yeah. Right, right. Like an angry horse. Yeah. Is that is that the end of my go? Or I have one more. You have movement still, if you want. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely gonna I'm definitely gonna get off of this crazy thing. So I'm gonna move to kind of okay. this little section, like just off the yeah. side of the tent. Solid. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 was so, I was so excited to jump on top of it and yeah. stab it through the tent lining. <laughs> yeah, it's just, oh, it's just a little too too heavy to get through, yeah. Um, you see uh, you see Kalia then reach her hand out toward the griffin, and she starts, uh, and then she looks around and sees this giant tent bucking in front of her and steps the fuck back. Um, you do see then the griffin kind of calm down just a little bit as it was trying to sort of um, release itself from the drow. It no longer seems like it's doing that, though you're not exactly sure what um, effect that might have. Mikek. So this porcelain bitch is bleeding 10 feet under the ground. Yes, he is. Yeah. Okay. And I've got him grappled. Yeah. I'd like to say that the giant badger is going to sort of, and I hear, I'm assuming, a shit ton of noise and... <laughs> yes. Creepy yeah, yeah. demon man. Like, I do not think he is outrageously German at this point. No. Um, the badger is going to sort of reach out and pat the uh, guard on the cheek. I'm going to release the grapple okay. uh, and climb 10 feet, uh, get to the surface. Okay. Um, on the surface, I'm going to use a bonus action to release badger form. Gotcha. Um, and then... I'm going to go, I hope you know I'm terribly sorry about this. I'm going to mold earth to push five feet of earth down into a capstone over the hole. 
Jesus. <laughs> you just buried this guy alive. <laughs> as the dirt just, you just see his hand kind of, <laughs> as the dirt just closes in around it. Um, he's. That are like the deep rules for suffocating. He's got a, a few rounds. <laughs> he's got a few rounds, but also the only real way he has to go is back up to me. Yep. <laughs> and it's five feet of packed dirt. Five cubic feet at that. Yeah. Uh, you then turn around, you see a griffin kind of, you know, uh, with a drow, with a chain around its its neck, trying to, you know, get it to behave. You see an entire tent leaping up into the air um, and Cryon kind of a, a distance away, sort of smiling and backing up a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I sort of look at this. Mm-hmm. Okay. This all checks out. Uh, also, Cryon is bleeding profusely. Uh, from a giant gash in his leg. Notes for later. Notes for later. Um, Notes for later. <laughs> uh, I think I'm just gonna hold there because that was my bonus action and my action, uh, and I still have some movement left. But uh, no, no, thank you. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> gotcha. All right. Um, <laughs> the Griffin leaps up into the air, spreads its wings, and shoots straight up into the air. Yes, Griffin choke slam um, all the way to hell. <laughs> you don't, you see, you almost lose him now as he's going straight up very, very, very fast. This does not seem like the intended effect the drow had in mind. I feel like the uh, title for this episode needs to be Animals in Their Natural Habitat <laughs> between the badger and the griffin. Right. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Um, this this creature uh, starts to starts to, and you see him stop, kind of leaping and bucking, trying to get this thing off. You now see immediately smoke rising from the tent, as then the tent just sort of begins to fall away in clumps, part of it on fire. This thing just burned its own body to the point where it burned the tent around it. It's now on the ground, and this thing, flame sort of leaping off of its fur, is now kind of looking between you, Mekek, and you, Cryon. And then it rushes at you, Cryon. Uh, it's going to try to make a claw attack as it reaches then back. Um, you see that its jaw actually, though, now seems really loose, like he's kind of having a hard time biting it. And that's where you did stab it a second ago. Mm. Mm. Um, Neep. 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 <clears throat> Cryon, as, as the creature rushes toward you, slashes uh, up into you, um, you, uh, you fall to the ground unconscious. Oh. oh, yeah. Oh, I'm hoping I get a really cool scar after this. <laughs> yeah, right. So this is technically a, a slightly new phase of the game that you've never experienced, Dom. Yeah. If, if your character goes an entire round again, and, and then it comes back to your turn in the initiative, you're going to start rolling what's called death saving throws. Okay. Which means you'll need to start rolling a d20 and get like a 10 or better. And then if you get that, you succeed. And if you get lower than that, you fail. Because because he's in danger now. Because, he's because in you're real bleeding danger. out, essentially. Yeah. Right, because right. you are now in the process sort of of dying and that's all you are doing. Because you're unconscious. Um, <laughs> Tom's face. <laughs> yeah, right. This is a I little scary. I was having scary. so much like, fun playing this game. <laughs> You you do have a healer here. You you know you you do have some rolls that you're gonna make. So you're you're far from far from gone or anything. Um, but it's a scary moment, certainly. You have nice insurance against a fumble on a death saving throw, which counts as two failures. I don't know if I sorry, I'm looking something up. Yeah, yeah. Three failures, you're dead. Three successes, you're stable. Fumbles are two failures. <laughs> oh goodness. And a crit. Uh, the success is to uh, you automatically will get up with one hip. Yeah, it's great. Okay. It's even better. Than, it is yeah. disproportionately better. 
Yeah. To be fair. To oh. And does a halfling get to re-roll yep. that saving yes. fails? Yeah. It's still a yeah. 20. Okay, good. Yeah. Just don't roll two in a row. Yeah, you should be all right. So so, so I roll my, my saving throw now. Right. So, yeah, the creature is now looking around. Uh, it kind of sees Kalia cowering in the back here. And it does see this new flower-crowned turtle emerge. It is now going to kind of make its way toward you, Mikek. Um, not entirely, but in that direction. Um, all right, Cryon, here is your Ooh. first death saving throw. So I'm just going to hit the death saves. Yeah. Is that right? Yep. Oh, pray for me. <laughs> no! All right, that's our first miss. Oh! So you, if you get two more good. of those, it's really, really bad. All right. Uh... Two more is the end of the podcast. It's okay, guys. We had a we had a, we had listen, a good run. We had a good we run. had a we had a great run. Yeah, we, we enjoyed ourselves. I think we've all learned a lot. Okay, here we go. Number two. No, 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 no not yet. I'm sorry. You only have to make one a turn. Yeah, only one oh, per uh, round. Yeah, yeah. That probably oh, okay. eases your worry a little bit. Yeah. No, that. You're good. You're was, good. It was uh, a sixteen. Yeah. If I was nice, I would count that toward the next one. No, don't count it, don't count it. McKech, your turn. Bomb of the Summer Court, uh, for one. Uh, on uh, Cryon, so again, um, light will sort of gleam from McKech's flower crowns, uh, or crown. Uh, Cryon, you now have five hit points. He also has one temp HP. Yes. And okay. you are awake yes. and stable. <laughs> um... And a, you, a, a like long, a sort of long, almost veil flower crown of tropical flowers is going down your hair. Oh, lovely stuff. Crown, you, you're on the ground still. You awake and you just kind of push yourself up just this tiny bit. You see the wound even just closing a bit. Uh, and you look over and you, you get the glow of the flower crown and McKeck is kind of concentrating on you for a second. Uh, McKeck's still, still your turn, though. You're all assholes. I hope you know that. <laughs> uh, I'll cast Earth Tremor. Oh, interesting. All right. DC 14. All right. Okay, it rolled 10. Get on the ground. So the ground itself begins to shake underneath this thing. Large pieces of rock kind of jut up and it falls prone to the ground. And six bludgeoning damage. Doing six bludgeoning. By the way, Adam, Elif, you guys are awesome hanging in there. <laughs> I promise we're going to have a lot of Elif and Connie time eventually. <laughs> Just hang in there. <laughs> this is an amazing show. I would be watching this on Twitch anyway if I wasn't playing. Solid. All so. right. Sounds good. All right. Uh, so uh, then I'm just going to sort of go about the griffin would be nice. How you doing, Cryon? All right. Uh, the creature stables itself underneath uh, the, the cr craggy rocks underneath it. It stands kind of up to its full height. As it does that, McKeck, you get a opportunity attack. Hit it, hit it, hit it. 18. Yeah, you come down, nice. slam onto this thing. Uh cutting into it with your, not shillelagh, it's regular. Not shillelagh. I didn't have it uh, up beforehand, so to be all fair, yeah. it's club. Yeah, all good. Um, yeah, you bash into it, and it just raises its head. I do have my shield on, though. You see its jaw also just kind of waggling. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's going to be biting you too much at all. Might I recommend Tumbledown's Flower Crown's dentistry services? When you say that, it claws uh, at you. Uh -oh. Fuck you, then. Missing you, just slamming into your shield yes. and your, in the turtle shell. It's just trying to wrench into it. <clears throat> and it does not getting through at all. Um, all right, Cryon, your turn. Okay, so where are we at? This thing is this thing is on top of me? Is that what's happening? Not anymore. No, it, yeah, it moved to, over to McKeck. And so now McKeck is is fighting it kind of one on one. You're back here, and I was I was I was completely unconscious not that long ago. I'm now yeah completely conscious. I'm okay. Yes, you're okay. You can stand up. You're the 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 giant gashes in your chest have just immediately closed. Right. You see a big pool of blood underneath you, but you're not currently bleeding out. 
Jesus. To be fair, you don't feel great. But yeah, you're, you're very conscious yeah, yeah. and in full possession of your faculties. Yeah, 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 you, yeah, can, yeah. you can stand um, up if you want. How many key points do I have left? Two? You have two. One? Yeah. Right, I'm going to do my flurry of blows again, which is just All right. such a master move. Yeah, you rush up behind it. Uh, your first one then is just a normal martial attack. Flanking. Flanking. We'll say. Flanking. Technically, on a large creature there. Yeah. So you move right behind it. Um, a 14. Yeah, you slam into but this. He has advantage. Oh, advantage. Yeah. Uh, roll that again then. Sorry. Oh, wait. Roll it again? Yeah, because you're going to have advantage because Makek is exactly opposite of you. So we're flanking. Oh, okay. So that means I get to choose the best out of the two. Yeah. So we'll take the 16, though the 16 doesn't quite hit. Uh, As you slam into it, it it turns around and stares at you. You didn't quite do any damage, but you have two more attacks if you'd like. And you know what? Cryon actually feels much more emboldened when the thing that he is fighting looks directly in in his eyes. It's kind of, it makes it feel kind of powerful. So I feel like... We have advantage on these next two, by the way. Yeah, yeah. The click of that advantage on No, so the 25 hit for eight damage. You can also do one of your uh, open hand techniques. Yes, I will do one of my open hand techniques. Knock it down, push it, or stun it so it doesn't have reactions. Um, hang on. Let me see. I will. I mean, is there any advantage, Galway, to pushing it away 15 feet? Not really, especially because that would slam it through me. Right. There's probably an advantage, especially because you're having flurry of blows, so you get two chances. Yeah. There is an advantage to it being prone. It means it has to stand up, which gives us a chance to hit it when it does that, like I did right. on my turn. Right. And there's an advantage to it not reacting. Um, I would probably say apply, pr- generally apply prone first and then try to shut down the reactions. But Okay, I'm going go, to go with the expert here. I'm going to go for the prone one. All right. Um, so I just, I just roll martial attack again. He rolls against you. Um, oh, saucy. But a 14 barely does. He's able to, he's able you, you kick out his feet from underneath him, but he's, he's rears back and is able to hold on. Um, so you did eight damage to him, but, uh, he's able, he's still up for the moment. And you do still have advantage on this next attack. And you still have advantage on this one. Hmm. 23. Yeah, 23 then hits as well. Five. Do you want to try to trip him? Does that advantage give me an extra an extra die? What does that do? Yeah, it, it rolls 2d20 and then takes the best of the two. So you rolled the 18 oh, and the 23. And so we'll take the 23 as the attack. We'll take the 23. And then what was the other thing you, you were saying there? Oh, I was saying uh, you still can use your open hand technique if you want to try to knock him down again. Yeah, let's knock him. Let's try and knock him down one more time. So one more martial attack. Is that right? Oh, oh no. that's from you, right? Okay. Yeah. Yes. So he rolled and he fumbled. He rolled a one. He absolutely then. Uh, you you hit him trying to knock him down. You kick out one of his feet, um, but he stabilizes himself and then turns and then just as he's about to like uh, like bite straight into you again. Uh, you just step to the side, whack straight into the side of his neck again, where you hit, um, where you stabbed him earlier. His jaw just goes loose, uh, and he stumbles and falls to the ground. He looks really hurt at this point. Nice. Uh, and at this, um, you... <laughs> uh, over here, McKeck and Cryon, you hear a... <laughs> Uh, there's a splattered drow <laughs> that just landed very hard into the ground next to you guys. Nice. Nice. He must have been dropped or flung from a very, very uh, high point. <laughs> um, and you hear a <laughs> above you somewhere as well. Nice. Thanks, buddy. Um, <laughs> all right, McKeck, your turn. He's really hurt. He's prone. Shillelagh. Gotcha. Was it a griffin that dropped the the dwarf in Fates of Rim of the episode The Falling Dwarf? Uh, 
think it was. I, don't I think it was too. I think it was, yeah. Because I think we had the, then the, it was a pack of griffins, but I don't remember. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to cast Shillelagh. And once again, instead of the sort of smooth turtle shell pattern, yeah. this is just ir- an eruption of flowers, which is what Shillelagh looks like when McKeck is really pissed. Gotcha. Uh, 23. Very nice. For eight bludgeoning. All right. You slam into him. Uh, he's really hurt and bleeding all over the place. Oh, just a black, viscous blood. And I'm not moving or anything. I'm assuming that the dwarf, or not the dwarf, the the, the drow is more liquid than solid at this point. Yes. So I'm not really worried about him. Okay. Yep, absolutely, 100%. Okay. All right, the, the creature starts to begin to stand up very slowly, trying to get to its feet. You both get an opportunity attack then. I didn't say you could stand up. So both Cryon and McKeck roll uh, with advantage. 21. Normal attack. 21 will hit for 7 damage. Oof, a 15 then does not quite hit. It's groggy and it's trying its best. Um, It's looking around. It doesn't know what to do. It's going to try to bolt uh, away from you. It doesn't get extremely far. Cryon, your turn. Um... You could chase it down. You're that fast. Um, or you could throw a dart or do something else. I am going to take a burning piece of wood from the campfire okay. and throw it at my... Yeah. I don't know, what, what is the name of that of that beast? Outrageously German demon dog. Uh, you've never seen anything like it, but some sort of demonish creature, yeah. So you rush over to the campfire. So I'm gonna run. Uh, I'm gonna run as fast as I can. Grab, grab a big piece of, like a, a log that, even if it wasn't on fire, would if it hit someone in the back, would probably knock them out. But sure. it's also on fire. Yeah. I'm gonna try and throw that at the guy. Yeah. Give me a dart attack then. Oh, it's a dart. So that's that kind of behaves like a dart. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. Of course, of course. It, that's... Honestly, it's though, either the it's either the start know. of the end of the game. <laughs> I don't know how that's working. That's a crit hit uh, for everyone listening. A twenty-six total. <laughs> that's certainly enough damage. Dom, why don't you describe? Paint a picture, please. How do you kill this beast? Oh, it's 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 like a beautiful firework. This thing just like flies through the air in a very high arc as this thing. Is, is getting away. And as he looks over his shoulder and thinks, you know, oh, I, I'm, I'm okay here. I've, I've gained enough distance that I'm not in any danger. Yeah. Does not see this high arcing fireball on its way towards it. As as Cryon just kind of stands there thinking, oh, I just threw the perfect shot. It hits it right at the nape of its neck, throws it to the ground. And as this thing tries to understand what, what happens, it sets on fire both sides of its shoulder blades and causes mass havoc as this thing is, is gyrating all over the ground. Incredible. <laughs> yeah, it's it's roaring in 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 mid the thralls of death itself. Uh, it, and then in its roar topples to the ground. Um, the fire very quickly, scarily quickly almost burns up the body. It immediately becomes ash. Kalia steps out from from one of the trees. She immediately runs to you, Mikek, um, and looks at your wounds to see if you're hurt too badly. I'm actually not hurt from this fight. I'm just hurt from before. Yeah. So she's immediately dusting some of the dirt off of, pulls a few clumps of, of mud off of their shell. Uh, and then she rushes over to you, Cryon, uh, and, and she you're just kind of standing there, like breathing heavily. The large, even even though the the wound healed from the claw attack, your your clothing is entirely ripped up your uh, up your chest. Uh, and she immediately is looking at it and puts her hand on your chest and and kind of looks at you in the eyes for a moment. And there's a connection, and she's just about to say something as you hear. <gasps> And swooping down from the sky uh, are two griffins. 
that proudly land next to you. Uh, she immediately stands up then and, and starts to go, Asavava, yes, you gotta, and whisper to them. And they bow low to her and to each of you. I feel like I'm forget. Oh, right. Uh, I'm gonna cast a mold earth again yeah. and move the capstone off. <laughs> okay. How, how you doing down there? You hear, <coughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> I assure you that is not the tone you want to take with the only person who's going to be getting you out of there. Sorry. Better. <coughs> Please. Now you're not going to do anything shifty that will require me to take you further underground if I let you out of there, are you? Uh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. And you'll answer questions before I have to get the fire ants. <laughs> yes, God, fire ants. Yeah, just uh, literally. Oh, not, 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 not red ants. Literally, ants on fire. Holy shit! Yeah. Okay. But like, they want to be on fire, they right? They like, like they set enjoy ants this. on fire. It's like their thing. Yeah. They okay, enjoy this. Cut. It's yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. like a friend of mine who you're going to meet, and will also try to set you on fire if you pull any shit. So come on up. But think about your life, and how long you want it to be. Connie and Elif, uh, you step into a basement. Uh, lifted up by a very, very large uh, wooden door. Uh, Rose steps down with you, shuts the door over your head. Uh, you step down a few stone steps, probably about 20 feet underground. And you come into a larger room of circular circumference. You see some, what looks to be kind of makeshift um uh, like scaffolding, like like someone was trying to put up a statue of some sort. Uh, and in fact, you see a, a very large stone statue toppled over in this room as well. Um, you both recognize it as one of the Goholian gods uh, of war uh, called Borir. Then you sort of look around and you notice that there are far too many spider webs in here. Motherfucker, Andy. And in fact, there are far too big of spiders. Oh, who's scared of spiders? Who's scared of spiders? In I'm terrified of them. <laughs> Lena, Everybody come on. is. I'm scared. I, I respect them. This is why I came into your life, Lena. This is why I came into your life, to stop you from being scared of spiders. I, I like that he skipped that all of us put our hands up exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, He's just like, folks, that Lena were all like, spiders. no. I keep spiders in my house. I work with spiders. I have spiders in my house. I can help you not be scared of spiders. You discovered one. Yeah, I have a spider named after me. And I respect that, and I don't kill them when they're in my house, but they're terrifying. I can get you to a point where <laughs> instead of the spider taking all of the power away from you, you can be in a position of power with the spider where you can say, okay, you're a scary animal but I'm in a position of control as opposed to, oh my God, you took all my power. Now I'm not in a position of control. You don't want to be in that place. I can help you do that thing. It's a completely different podcast. I don't want to be in that place, but sometimes. <laughs> Sadly, Colleen and Elif, we're going to deal with spiders next time. Because that concludes tonight's episode of Dom and Dragons. Uh, and if you enjoyed this, let us know. Give us a follow on Twitch, subscribe on YouTube at Helpful Goat Gaming, on Twitter and Facebook at Helpful Goat. Uh, you can listen to the podcast Goats and Dragons, where this is being released. Uh, and damn, I'm having so much fun with it. <laughs> you guys are so great. Um, thanks so much for listening. Um, if you type in uh, exclamation point donate, uh, that'll give you a link to our coffee page. If you want to buy us a coffee, uh, if you want us to, you know, help uh, make sure Dom has some recording equipment and stuff or something like that. No, I uh, don't need it. Don't, don't, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, though. That's very uh, sweet. We're good. Uh, you can uh, also type exclamation point discord uh, if you want to join the discord and just chat with us. Um, and yeah. Uh, and uh, listen to the podcast. Even if you've been tuning in for stream, we'd love to like, subscribe to Goats and Dragons. And if you're enjoying Dom and Dragons, uh, go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Podcast Addict. Absolutely. Yeah, if you guys, if you guys are listening to Dom and Dragons... Go, go search around on Helpful Goat. Those guys do a, a whole ton of stuff. This is just a tiny branch of what they do. And 
they do it really well. So if you if you're in any way enjoying Dom and Dragons, and it's brought you here because Dom and Dragons, you have a duty to yourself to go check out the rest of the stuff that these guys do because they do it really well. Aww. That's sweet. Thanks. Oh, you guys. Oh, guys. Thank you guys so much for checking us out. Uh, yeah, we love you all. Stay safe. Hang in there. Uh, and from all of us on Dom and Dragons, we wish you an excellent evening. Good night. Good night. Night, everybody. Bye. See ya. I also really love the fact that we had cameras on now so that we could see Andy doing the... Yeah, which is all... It's what I've been doing this entire time. And that's what LF should be making huh? everybody do. <laughs> Mikhek doesn't even try anymore. Mikhek's just like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. loved the cams. They loved them. Yeah. Oh, they did? Okay, I wasn't on Twitch tonight. Okay, cool. Yeah, we had one person write to us. I'll just read it real quick in our general chat in Discord. I could write an essay about how much I'm living for tonight's episode. Between the video engagement, the content behind the scenes discussion about D&D, it was a pleasure to watch. The campaign keeps getting better and better each time, and the bar was already set pretty high. Aww. That's great. Yeah. Wow, that's cool, sweet. you guys. Sweet. Yeah. Well, listen, it was really cool hanging out with you guys. That was a great episode. I thought, I thought like, we we did, at least for me, we, we did a great... um combining of obviously D&D with a whole bunch of how D&D works for yeah. people at different oh, yeah. levels, you know. So I, I, I really love that episode. Today. 100%. Yes. Happy. Awesome. Cool. Thanks, Dom. Thanks, Please. everybody. Hey, take it easy. Have a lovely week. Look after yourself. You too. You too, brother. Take care. Later. Later. Good night. See ya. This has been Dom and Dragons, presented by Helpful Goat Gaming. If you enjoyed what you heard and want to hear more, check out our main Dungeons & Dragons campaign, The Fates of Rin, right here in the Goats & Dragons podcast feed. You can also check out our other podcast, Helpful Goat Presents, where we play one-shots, shorter campaigns, as well as have conversations about D&D and role-playing in general. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Helpful Goat. And if you want to hear us play live, you can follow and subscribe to us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash helpfulgoat. You can also chat with us and other Helpful Goat fans in our brand new Discord or donate to our coffee page to help us keep creating content by clicking the links in this episode description. And last but not least, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict, or Stitcher. We are a small independent game design firm and would really appreciate the support. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.